We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, longtime caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about that. I don't have any pain. Keep tugging at our heels. Watch us high step and be a highlight reel of how high we get. The ghost riders off the ramp, how we live the five step. Put a conscience in the genre box, stamp a certified fresh bad boys beyond cheap depths. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code Kyle when making your first deposit on DraftKings to receive a free contest entry today. Hello, and I am Mark Roberts, and you can find me on Twitter at MarkFRoberts, and today I'm joined by Kyle McEwen, who you can find on Twitter at RotowireKyleMBA. If you could listen to us on iTunes, if you listen to us on iTunes and can please rate and review the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. For anyone who rates and reviews the podcast, Kyle promises it won't hurt, baby. So please, if you have a moment, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. And if you can subscribe to it as well, that would be swell too. All right. Kyle, is that a promise you can make? Yeah, it won't hurt, baby. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know I didn't know what else to do with that Derek Rose quote. By the way, um Derek Rose's voice, I think it, he very much sounds like Prince, the singer, when he talks. Yeah, that's true. So just wanted to put that out there. 
Um, I think if if this whole like recovering from every injury possible to his knees doesn't go well for Derrick Rose, I think he could maybe hook up with uh, you know just move up to Minneapolis and hook up with Prince. We'll see what happens though. Maybe be a, have a career as an impersonator, or he could just be part of the revolution. Sure, either way. Kyle, how's it going tonight? It's pretty good. I'm a little tired, but that's cool. Um, I might have confused people with the podcast last night. I didn't mean to say that last night's podcast was the last podcast, which if you're listening to this, obviously. <laughs> you have figured out by now. Right. That was just the last podcast we're going to have with Andre for the year. So anyways. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual podcast ends next Tuesday morning. That's the last one you'll have. Hmm. Sometimes Andres are always my favorite to listen to. Mine too. I don't know why. I don't even know why I said that. I was just really just agreeing with you because that's what people do uh, doing jobs like this. You just agree with everything. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, otherwise it would take forever. All right. Uh, you want to start talking about games? No. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, taking a nap. And um, so, no, no. You can, of co- of you course. Can of you course, I want to talk about games. Over. There's 13 games on the schedule tonight, and there's some really interesting stuff going on with injuries and all this kind of crap. Like, it's the end of the season. It's it's the the dog dog legs or the the dog years. What's it called? The dog, dog days. days of summer. Yeah, <laughs> dog legs. It's the dog leg of the season. <laughs> um, that's probably true for non fantasy players. Like, I've heard I've heard some people talk about how like this is the hard time of year to watch because you've got the tournament and there's a lot of teams like either they're locked into their playoff spot and they don't care or they're not in their playoff spot and they don't care. But for, from a fantasy perspective, this is like the time of the season I, pl- I spend the most time like following what's happening. I think just because you're trying to make sure you've got all the right guys in the, on your roster and are in your lineup when you have when you have like one or two leagues that are your leagues that you're really tied into, it's fun to sit there and just have stat tracker open and sitting there watching everything populate yeah. and and you know rooting for some guy who needs to get those three blocks in the final quarter in yep. order for you to win the the week. Like that's all fun. I love doing that. Um, I've kind of gotten to the point with 19 leagues or whatever the hell it is, 17. I don't, I forget. 16. You need to cut. You, you need to cut that down. No, but th- th- part of the reason of doing that is like. I always want to be in. I always want to be in like a cert, a couple of each kind of league, so right. that so that I don't. One, it's almost self preservation. Like if I lose one points based league, I want to win the other points based league, just so I don't feel like a complete failure and loser. Um, right. So it's it's kind of from that perspective in some respects. I get that. No. No. It, it, yeah, you're right. It. But this is a fun time of year, right? You get a, the this most, is when everything pays off and all your hard work pays off and you get to hopefully <laughs> take down your league or, or maybe not. No, absolutely. And I mean the just from an NBA perspective, probably the most interesting game tonight, at least from the early slate, was the Brooklyn Charlotte game because depending on who won that game, it was gonna mean who had the tiebreaker for the playoffs. So it could literally mean one of these teams makes the playoffs and the other one doesn't. So as crazy as that sounds, you are absolutely correct. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about that one. Uh, Al Jefferson, he did end up playing in that game, and you know there was he he missed half of last game because he had a, a knee issue. But 
He played Wednesday. He played 35 minutes. He had 23 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and he shot 11 of 19 from the field. So looks like Al Jefferson in his back. Well, I, I would say he was back for the night. They drained fluid from his knee. Uh, I don't know if that was on Tuesday or Wednesday, but they drained fluid from his knee, um, and they didn't plan on having a minutes restriction for him in Wednesday's game. He didn't have one. However, Coach Steve Clifford also came out on Wednesday and said that this is something that Jefferson's going to deal with the rest of the season. So mm -hmm. he's going to deal with it. Fluid will probably build back up. There might be a game where he only plays 20 minutes or he just can't play that night because of the soreness in his knee. It's I don't think the situation's over, but... Damn if that's not right. reassuring to see 34 points and 10 rebounds with three blocks. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm reading the wrong guy's line. I was looking at Brooke Lopez. Uh, 23 points and 10 rebounds with two blocks. Like, that's what you won out of Al Jefferson, and he gave it to you. So that's awesome. So even though there is some concern, you're not suggesting we what are you gonna, bench him, right? What are you going to do at this time of the year? You know, you can't trade him. So no. what are you going to do? Can't bench him, I don't think, can you? Ride or die, man. No, you're not benching him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cody Zeller did miss this game, though, against the Nets. He was out with a, a shoulder injury. Uh, he missed a couple of games due to that shoulder. We have no timetable for when he will return. Um, and on the Brooklyn side of the, this game, Thaddeus Young left the game with a hyperextended left knee, uh, and he did not return. So he left in the third quarter. He'd already scored 11 points, had four rebounds. Um all we know is that he'll have an MRI on Thursday. Yeah, they took an x-ray on Wednesday night. That came back negative. Now they have to see if there's anything wrong with, like, the ligaments and all the other jazz going on in the knee. Um, if Thaddeus Young were to miss time, though, I, I think I would want to root for Mason Plumlee being the guy to step up. But realistically, m more likely, we'll just see Joe Johnson shift up to power forward. And then yeah. Alan Anderson entered the lineup or, Bo or Boyan Bogdanovich entered the lineup. Like, that's, that's the sh cra crappy thing about the situation <laughs> is that you would like to be able to point to the guy that everybody wants to have the most fantasy value and wants to go pick up off the waiver wire. But realistically, we might just have to watch ISO Joe um, be worthless and shoot two of nine from the field when he's in your daily games lineup. Ugh, I'm sorry about that. So, I, I mean, I think you make a good point. It could be Plumlee, it could be Bogdanovich, it could be Anderson. Is Plumlee, though, the only one of those three that you care about? Like, if next game we see one of them get playing time, you only care if it's Plumlee, or, or are you interested in those other guys? I, I boost in playing time. Bogdanovich is interesting in that he can give you those big three pointer numbers, but Bogdanovich is he's only like a little bit better than Anthony Morrow. And and so I mean I hope that I hope everyone, everybody understands what that means. Anthony Mario, you get three pointers and points, and that's it. With Bogdanovich, you're going to get a little bit more rebounds. You're going to get the occasional steal, mm -hmm. block, um, maybe a couple, maybe an assist or two. But like, re and I think the ceiling's higher with Bogdanovich. But it's it's nothing. Yeah. It's not nothing that's going to save your team. Mason right. Plumley, if he steps in and he gets 32 to 36 minutes a night there's the potential there for him to help you be like, he could be your Dwight Howard replacement essentially. So, yeah. So, so next game, watch that at the nets. If Plumlee steps in the starting lineup and gets big minutes, I think he's a must add. If, if it's Bogdanovich, it's probably a situational ad. And if it's Anderson, probably don't care. Right. Correct. Standard leagues. Okay. 
Um, Kyle, Brooke Lopez. He what good. What do you have to say about him? <laughs> uh, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 16 of 26 from the field. Those are the, the kind of shot attempts you need to be given Anthony Davis. Uh, he was 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Brooke Lopez just looks good right now out on the basketball court. They, it, He's the kind of big man who can hit those shots just inside the three-point line, and, and teams will always leave you open out there. They're not going to come out on you when you're that far out, So, and he hits them with regularity. There's everything to like about Brooke Lopez right now because he's healthy, and it's always easy to love him when he's healthy. It's when yeah. he's dealing with constant injuries that it's that it's just annoying. Um, yeah. So I mean, what really he's sc- going to win some people their he's going to win some people their playoffs though for sure. That is so so weird to hear. Um, yeah, he might be the the most valuable player in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Mo Williams on the Charlotte side had just nine points in 30 minutes, but he did have four rebounds, six assists, uh, one three-pointer. He, he had a bad shooting night, two of 10 from the field. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out more to say to people, don't go drop in Mo Williams. He's still of use in 12-team leagues at least. That's he's, a great point. He's still about a 15 points, five and a half assist guy per night with pretty much two three-pointers. So just keep riding, riding that out. Yeah, it's one of the... I mean, we've talked about this a lot. If you give him... He shot two of 10. If you assume he would have shot four of 10 or five of 10 and he, he's right around 15 points, then it looks like a pretty good game. So yep, yep. don't, don't do anything drastic there. As long as they've got guys out, I think he continues to play big minutes. Absolutely. All right. Moving on Clippers and Knicks. This game was a blowout. So nobody got too much run. Langston Galloway ended up playing 40 minutes for the Knicks. Other than that, most, most in the twenties. So, uh, even though it was a blowout, there were some big performances from the on the Clippers side. Uh, DeAndre Jordan had five blocks and ten rebounds. Chris Paul had sixteen assists and four steals. Um, How do you get sixteen assists in twenty eight minutes? That's amazing. <laughs> you play the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. Shane, no, Shane, Shane Larkin is is guarding you. I saw on Twitter at the post game uh, scrum with the media. Uh, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers didn't even go <laughs> yeah. out to it. He told, he told their like media relations guy, just be like, he was like, just tell him I got a stomach ache. Woodson's going to do it. So Mike Woodson went out there. who's an assistant coach for the Clippers. He went out there and, uh, and did the, the media interviews. Cause it's like, what the hell are you going to tell the media? We beat them by 31. Do you really want me to come out here and just tell you that that's not an NBA team we were playing tonight? Because that's, that's what was going on. Yep. Um, no, I think the most... Uh, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, no, I think no, the most can... interesting thing from this game was Clay Anthony early with 18 points off the bench in 25 minutes. He was... He, I believe this was his return from injury, wasn't it? Well, let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He was out for several games yep. with an ankle injury. He missed five games um, after he injured the ankle on March 15th against the Suns. But yeah, Clay Anthony early, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 6 from three-point line. Um, Lance Thomas had 14 points, four rebounds, two assists, but I'm not, we've seen Lance Thomas score in double digits in three straight games. Just don't bother. Okay. Don't go there. Trust me. It's going to end badly. Yeah. And the other interesting performance on the next side was, was Ricky Lito. Uh, you kind of hinted on, let's see, was it Monday night that, that you thought he could get some run and he did, he got, he played 26 minutes. He put up 14 shots. He didn't shoot particularly well, but he still scored 12 points. Had three rebounds and assists to steal and seven turnovers. Yeah, I mean, but that's not that's not expert analysis. This is just anybody who is on the Knicks roster has the potential. <laughs> you know, it's throwing crap at a wall and waiting to see who actually makes their shots. So 
Uh, but Lito had seven turnovers in this game too. So obviously he's not really, yeah, you know, clued in. Um, Austin Rivers in 19 minutes off the bench was nine of ten from the field for the Clippers. Oh. Finished with 21 points. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, if you put him in your daily lineup, congratulations. And why the hell did you put him in your daily lineup? <laughs> Yeah. More importantly, that's the, that's the logical next question. Yeah. Uh, we did get some news on the Knicks side, uh, some injury news on Alexi Shved. He will miss the next two to three weeks with a fractured rib. That will essentially end his season. So feel free to drop him in all. I don't know. I was going to say all year long leagues. Yeah. But yeah. keeper leagues probably like, uh, I don't think there's any value in really holding on to him mm. unless you have a really strange keeper league. Nah, in the words of Andre, drop. <laughs> drop them. You're not, you yep. got, you're not getting anything else out of Shved this year. Uh, Nate Robinson didn't play in this game due to a bone bruise on his left knee. Tim Hardaway did not play in this game due to a wrist injury. That was his sixth straight game that he had missed. Travis Ware did not play in this game either with a back injury. That was his second straight game. Um, so I think that's about it from this game. Please God. Yes. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> If Doc Rivers and the Knicks aren't going to take it seriously, neither should we. All right, uh, moving on to Atlanta and Orlando. Mo Harkless was moved back to a bench role in this game due to Tobias Harris returning to the lineup. Uh, Dwayne Dedman returned to the starting lineup. Um, Channing Fry was active, but he was on the bench. Andrew Nicholson returned to the bench. So there's a there's a lot of shakeup on the Orlando side of this game. Um, as it turned out, Dwayne Denman played 26 minutes. Tobias Harris returned and actually played 36 minutes. So it was good to see him be active. He only scored 14 points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. But considering the amount of minutes he played, are you okay playing, putting him in your lineup going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was worried Harris was just going to get come back and maybe be used off the, <laughs> off the bench behind Harkless, but Harkless didn't even play. Uh, Kyle O'Quinn so didn't play. Ben Gordon didn't play. Willie Green, who was back for his second straight game after missing several games with an injury, uh, he played 18 minutes off the bench. Andrew Nicholson and his move back to the bench played just 16 minutes. Channing Fry just six minutes. Dwayne Dedman played 26 minutes, but he only took one shot, finished z- with zero points, seven rebounds, one steal, one block. I mean, there was no super exciting lines from this game. I, I literally think the only thing fantasy-wise to happen on the Orlando Magic side is that we see 36 minutes out of Tobias Harris, which means his ankle injury is fine, so he should be good. Yep. yep. Alfred Payton continued to, to have another big game. He had 19 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Um, so, yeah. If anybody, too bad he only has two two games this week, but solid solid line. Yeah. Look at adding Harris for next week. Um, because yeah. there's only one more game left this week for the Magic, so you, you're not going to waste a, a pick on, on somebody like that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- on the Atlanta side, Thabo Cephalosha returned. He'd missed two months with a, a strained calf. Uh, as we always mention, those calf injuries can linger. So he, he played only seven minutes. He didn't. He had it with still and no other stats. Um the big performance on Atlanta, though, was Paul Millsap. He had 25 points, grabbed 11 rebounds, had three assists, one steal, and four blocks. He made two three-pointers. He shot 9 of 20 from the field. Nice performance. 
Yeah, Jeff Teague left this game in the first quarter with a sprained left ankle, uh, but he was able to come back in the second quarter, play out the rest of the game, 33 minutes, 7 of 12 from the field, 2 of 3 from the three-point line to finish with 16 points, 9 assists, and 1 steal. It appears that our boy Jeff Teague is A-OK. There was a report of him changing his shoes multiple times on the bench. I don't know what that meant, but Mm. I thought it was interesting. Like, where is he getting all these extra shoes from? Not that, they, not that they don't have them around, but usually you don't think they're out at the bench anyways. And probably worth keeping an eye on just to make sure he is active for the next game. You know, sometimes ankles can flare up on you after after the day after or two days after. And probably more important than the ankle is the fact that the team doesn't need him to play in the next game or yep. the game after that or the game after that. Have they Have they clinched the number one seed? I think they're close. They've got to be really close. I mean, Cleveland only has like nine games left. Yeah. So there's no way in hell. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. But I think mathematically they've either clinched it or have almost clinched it. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Dennis Schroeder only played 20 minutes in this game. He had 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, shot four of 13 from the field. We talked a week or two ago about maybe picking him up as a speculative lad once Atlanta had clinched that they maybe would rest their players and play him a bit more. Are you still kind of on that bandwagon or are you moved on from Schroeder? I've pretty much kept him anywhere. I picked him up for the most part simply because it's, I don't know what else to do. There's not going to be, I still look at him and I still say, okay, any games that Teague sits, Schroeder should be able to go out and put up a big game. And he's yeah. still he's still doing random stuff like he's hitting at least a three pointer every game the last the last four games in the last three games he's hit at least two three pointers um, he goes out he gets uh, you know not great but he gets you like a few rebounds he gets you assists he scores for you the occasional steal and block like I get it you can make tons of arguments for dropping Schroeder right now but I just he, he just He's giving you some production off the bench, and there's the mm-hmm. possibility of more production. Like, I, I think you could make an argument between, you know, if, if, you, if you've got Zach Levine available on the waiver wire, then, yeah, go pick up Zach Levine. But I wouldn't have felt confident suggesting that a few games ago before we really started to see Ricky Rubio just get completely left out of consideration to even play for the most part lately. So, um, I don't know, I like... I've always I, I keep finding reasons to keep Schroeder on my team. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and obviously, if you can manage it where you where you only stream him in when they're resting people, that's optimal. But uh, if that's not the case, I, I I kind of agree. I think he's worth keeping on your roster for those big performances. I think on the average, it will work out in your favor. You they might choose to just rest Atlanta. Like I don't know. I, I just there just might be games where they just choose to rest Teague for a, a three or four game stretch down, down the end here. And then Schroeder yeah. might be the guy that really carries your team for a week. So yeah, whatever. Agreed. Well, and I think they'll play him if they rest any of the starters, like if they rest Corver, I think Schroeder benefits yep. from that. The, the, anybody on the team. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Pacers and Washington wizards. Kyle in this game, Bradley built, he left, midway through the game with a sprained ankle. You and I watched this before the game. It did not look good. Yeah. Um, or he, not, not before the game, before the podcast. Right. Yeah. He was coming down the middle of the lane. 
Um, got, I think it was Mahinmi step in front of him, or it might have been Lavoy Allen, actually. And he tried to cross him over or just go by him. And uh, Beals, he kind of stepped on the toe of his right foot, and it rolled on him. <laughs> and then you watch him flying through the air, screaming, going, ah! Um, <laughs> it, it didn't look good, but you, you just... You never know. You don't. You don't know how bad the ankle injury is. Um, he didn't step on anybody's foot, so there wasn't like, um, I don't know. It, it was just, it was weird looking. It didn't look like it was fun, but you don't know how serious this is going to be. And um, everybody, I guess, from the podcast knows how how cautious uh, and worrisome and motherly uh, Mark and I are about Bradley Beal's injuries. So... I would guess he's not going to play next game. He's probably going to play like 52 minutes, though. <laughs> I could just see Randy Whitman telling him, like, the only way to get over this injury is to play all four. Yeah. Whitman's probably going to, like, put him in a wheelchair or give him a walker and be like, go. You're, you're playing, kid. Yeah, you're, you're just fine. Get out there. Uh, all right. Well, sorry, Bradley Bill owners. Hopefully, hopefully he returns quickly and it just it looked worse than it actually is. Uh, Rodney Stuckey also did not play in this, or excuse me, he did not play at all in this game. He had a calf injury. Uh, we've talked about it a few times. He's he's missed one or two games before this. No, Dude, this is the second straight game that he's missed with this. But he only played like seven minutes in the game yeah. prior to that. That's right. So no return date has been set. He had an MRI and it revealed he had a calf strain. So uh, you know, we just talked about Cephalosha who missed what two months with a calf strain. Drop Stucky. Yeah, not that this is exactly the same thing, but it, these do linger. Go pick up Dion Waiters. <laughs> there was a bunch of guys on Washington's side at the end of their bench who did not play. I'll run through those quickly. Garrett Temple with a hamstring. Dwan Blair for personal reasons. Chris Humphreys for a groin injury. He's been out for a month. And Tory Murray with an ankle injury. Um, as far as performance in this game, Kyle, I want to talk to you about Roy Hibbert. He's been playing really well lately. In this game, he only played 17 minutes. He was 0 of 6 from the field. He had zero points, five rebounds, two assists, no blocks, and no steals. Yeah, and he didn't get injured. He only had one yeah, personal foul. Yeah, I tried foul. to look at that up. There was nothing out there. I no I went and looked. I, I, there, I looked every place that you would have been able to yeah. find something about this, short of actually going back and watching the whole damn game. Well, and I talked to some people. I was trying to talk to some people who watched the game, and, and they didn't see anything. I'm not sure what happened. And I, so I it, I didn't just, see any comments. I, I, it's hard to give any analysis based off of this. Paul it's, Pierce it's only played. Th- this was a close game, like, the whole way. Yeah. It, it was a two-point game at the end. Uh, Indiana ended up winning it 103-101. George Hill was amazing, so something positive to talk about. George Hill put up 29 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, one steal, one block, was 0-4 from the three-point line, but at least he was shooting them. Took 24 shots, hit 12 of them. George Hill has been great. and um, He had the game-winning layup as well. I just I, I, I feel vindicated for all of the George Hill pimping earlier in the year. Yeah, you did. You were definitely on George Hill's bandwagon. You can say it. I was on his nutsack for like <laughs> two months, even while he was you still dealing him. with the bone bruise in his knee. George, the, the Roy Hibbert thing is infuriating because the three games before this, 18 points and eight rebounds per game. That's what he was averaging. And yeah. then you start to think, okay, we can trust this guy just for I like a him. minute. I know a lot of sites I saw today had him as like their daily fantasy 
like one of the top picks of the day. So I'm sure that burned a lot of people. Yep. Sorry to all of you. Um, John Wall also had a great game on Washington side. He had 34 points, six, six assists, four rebounds, two steals, and a block. He shot 11 of 21 from the field. He made 10 of 11 free throws. Congratulations if you own John Wall. He even hit two three-pointers. I don't know what happened to Paul Pierce, though, because he only played 23 minutes. And, I, I, yeah. I, like, why would Paul Pierce only play 23 minutes in a game where Bradley Beal only plays 11 minutes? Do you really need question. to give Martel Webster 28 minutes off the bench? Uh, and I'm the biggest Martel Webster fan there is, and I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, Rasul, Rasul Butler, though, like, you need to play him 23 minutes off the bench? Come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, and they won. I mean, they barely lost this game. You have to think if, I don't know. I'm tired of second-guessing Randy Whitman. Yeah, he's a jack Let's wagon. move on. He makes poor decisions, in my opinion. Uh, Chicago and Toronto. Kyle, we got some more bad news here about Kyle Lowry. He ha- he's having tests done on his back by the Raptors doctor, and there is no timetable for his return. Yeah, that that sounds a little bit more ominous uh, than what it is. They just there's no timetable announced, and he's having tests done. Um, but I mean, the dude hasn't essentially hasn't played in four games, so yeah. I, I don't know what you want out of him. But if you're in a a daily moves league where you're fighting for your playoff life this week, drop Kyle Lowry. Just be done with it. Yep. Uh, in his place, Grievous Vasquez started. He scored 22 points on 7 of 15 shooting. He made six three-pointers, had three assists, two rebounds, and a steal. You picking up Grievous Vasquez? No, I got no interest. Yeah. Sorry. If, I, 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 just, I, just, I just I don't trust the guy. Right. Three-point shooting, give me a break. Six of 11, that's like, that's like, that's just the fakest thing I think I've ever seen. So just to be clear, you think he won't hit six three-pointers next game? True. <laughs> I guess he is shooting 37% from the three-point line this year, so he's doing remarkably better than what I thought he would do. Um, just never viewed him as a as a big three-point shooter. You, you rely on him for his assists, and if he's going out there and getting three assists – then what good is he? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, on the Bulls side of this, Nikola Miritich. Sorry, sorry, let me set this up a little better. Uh, Pau Gasol played. He had 34 minutes. Noah played. He played 28 minutes. And Taj Gibson played. And Miritich still played 28 minutes. He had 15 points, two rebounds, two assists, and one steal. Our, our line on Miritich so far has kind of been once all the other guys are healthy, we think he loses his value. Is, is this game, does this game change your mind at all? Not really. Um, I mean, he's a, that, those kind of stats are fringe worthy in 12 team mm-hmm. leagues. So, but, the, but we know that what Meritich can usually do in 28 minutes, that's kind of what is, is uh, making me question my stance on Meritich. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I think there's arguments to be made the same, the same, if not more of an argument to be made uh, with the whole Dennis Schroeder thing. If right. the Bulls are going to rest players or whatnot down the stretch, Miritich is going to be the second option on those nights in, in, in a lot of regards, or at least the third option. But it's not just those front court players being back. It's Jimmy Butler being back, too. And Butler right. takes a lot of shots. Well, I, w- I would have guessed Miritich got less than 28 minutes with all the other three guys healthy. Like, are you surprised he get, he played so much? Yeah, absolutely, because Taj Gibson only played 14. Um <sighs> 
I mean, I don't know what the reasoning behind it all is because this game was pretty close until the fourth quarter when Chicago just choke slammed the hell out of Toronto with a 39-point fourth quarter. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 if I had Miritich, I wouldn't be dropping him. I would sure. just, I, I just would be conscious of like what my expectations should be regarding his value from game to game. Like, there's going to be some games where like you see this and you're like, all right, not bad, but it's not the 28 points that he was putting up with 12 rebounds and you know going to the free throw line 22 times or whatever the hell he's been doing lately. Like, he's not going to have a great game every single game because the opportunity's not going to be there. Uh, he was a plus 24 for him, so he was obviously out there doing his work when uh, when they were just you know, putting it to the to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors suck right now so bad. Yep. And, and I didn't watch this Casey. game, but that's... Yeah, me too. Uh, that's a good point, though. He might have just... During the fourth quarter and got some extra run during that time. I like the point that you made about uh, Jimmy Butler being back. That really could affect his performance. Even if he gets bigger minutes, he may just very well not be able to shoot nearly as much as he had been shooting before. Um. So, yeah, I mean, play him if one of those big guys is resting. I still kind of feel like it's not worth the risk to play him if Gasol and Noah are all healthy. Um, sorry, you have something? No, I mean, I. it's like it's it's just the fact that from game to game, like I don't disagree with you. I'm surprised yeah. Gibson only got 14 minutes. Yep. But it's it's just it's game to game. It's just game to game. I don't know. I don't know how to say it better or to, to explain it better. Yeah. Uh, Derek Rose is hoping to be cleared for contact either this week or next week. Good Does that him. interest you at all? No, nah, man. No. Fair enough. All right. To Miami and Boston. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. I want, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I wanted. I wanted to talk about the fact that the Raptors got their butts handed to them, specifically in the fourth quarter, and. There's only two players who had a positive plus minus, and the team leader in positive plus minus was Jonas Valanciunas at a plus three. He played 31 minutes. I'm going to guess most of those were not in the fourth. <laughs> well done, Dwayne Casey. Way to take the guy who goes out there and shoots wonderful percentages from the field and can protect the rim to at least a competent degree. Way to limit his minutes because you need to make sure that your non-three-point shooting shooting guard in DeMar DeRozan and your just, 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 just fire. <laughs> he, he needs to get fired in the offseason. Oh, my God. Yep, I agreed. Uh, I mean, we we were talking about this when they were really good. Like, there was a time when when who was better, Atlanta or Toronto, was a real discussion. And we were on Casey then saying, like, you can't make a playoff run if you're best or second best player doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Lou Williams scored 18 points, had two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one three-pointer, played 24 minutes, but he was a negative 18 in the plus minus. Like you're playing, you're playing small lineups to avoid using your seven foot, like one center who is 21 years old. Just stupid. Agreed. All right. <laughs> you done with Dwayne Casey? Yeah. All right. Miami and Boston. Isaiah Thomas, who had been sitting out eight games with a bruised tailbone and elbow, returned for this game. He played 20 minutes. He only had four points, no rebound. 
steals, no blocks. He did have three turnovers. He shot two of seven from the field. This was an ugly game. Dwayne Wade was sitting out. Uh, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside was sitting out. Whiteside said he... Chris Anderson didn't even play? Yeah, so Udonis Haslam got a double-double for probably the first <laughs> time in like four years. 12 points, yeah. 12 rebounds, played 38 minutes as the starting center for Miami. They ended up using Henry Walker as the power forward, Luol Dang. Mario Chalmers moved into the starting lineup at shooting guard next to Drogic. Um, Drogic was good, 22.7 assists, but you honestly, I was expecting like a kind of a crazy night out of Drogic with Dwayne yeah, Wade being out. Yeah, he just kind of had a normal-looking night. The original projected lineup that was sent out by the the Miami Heat media with them not expecting Hassan Whiteside to play had Michael Beasley in at power forward next to Haslam, and the beat writers were kind of calling uh, bull roar on it earlier in the morning, but it's just funny to me sometimes how, how much of a disconnect there is from like what the coaching staff would realistically do compared to what the media or the PR team is producing or, or, or is it like, I wonder if they even have access to the coach to ask that kind of (laughs) stuff. You know what I mean? Like just some intern sitting there and trying to guess at it. Right. And, and if it is an intern, like then I get it. I get why you would think, Oh, Michael Beasley. Yeah. He'd be the next guy to jump into the starting lineup, but Michael Beasley has not started yet for the heat. I don't think. Yeah. And Spolstra, I mean, do you remember when Whiteside like hadn't earned his starting spot yet, even yeah. though they really had nobody else, and so they weren't starting him in the first half, but he played anyway. Spolster seems like he's kind of weird about getting to start, and with I wonder if that's what happened with Beasley. I get that from a psychological perspective of like there needs to be at least some kind of a carrot, and yeah. it's an and it's an honor to be in the starting lineup, but it's just funny how much coaches will contradict themselves and be like. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter who started. It matters who's out there at the end of games. It's like, no, you're an idiot. It does matter who starts. Clearly matters. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I don't have too much else to talk about from this game. Jay Crowder had 16 points, seven rebounds, went to the free throw line 11 times, converted eight of them. It's interesting for today, but it doesn't mean much going forward. Um, Crowder is what he is. He's decent when he gets the minutes. But he's, he's, you know, poor man's uh, Damari Carroll. Evan Turner had a crappy game, four points, four rebounds, five assists. Just need to put that in the ledger. Um, I was disappointed that he didn't get another triple-double. Yeah, I know you were. I just, I just love seeing him come back down to earth because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like clockwork, man. Yep. It's, it's ebb and flows, changes with the tides. Anyways. Uh, Marcus Smart played a, a team-high 30 minutes in this game to just give me an idea of how the minutes were distributed. They ended up playing what, 12 or 13 players. Smart did not perform well. He only had six points, three rebounds, two assists. He did grab four stills, uh, had a three-pointer. So if you put him in for threes and stills, it still wasn't a disaster, but uh, everywhere else he kind of struggled tonight. Yeah, if you loved that Kelly Olynyk line from Monday where he scored like 18 points in 18 minutes and put up three three-pointers with five rebounds and like some other junk too, on Wednesday, Kelly Olynyk put up four points and one rebound with one steal in 17 minutes and took just three shots. Like, damned if he isn't just as inconsistent as Evan Turner. It's horrible. But that's yeah. kind of the MO with a lot of these Celtics players. It's just it's brutal. I I guess we really shouldn't even talk about this anymore. No, it is amazing that they're in the playoff hunt. 
uh, from a lot of different perspectives. All right, moving on to Cleveland and Memphis. This game was somewhat of a blowout as well, Kyle. Cleveland won 11 to 89. Um, Courtney Lee was expected to return in this game. He did. He, he missed a few games with a hand injury. Uh, he only played 19 minutes. He scored zero points. He was 0 of 3 from the field. Um, but it did push... Well, excuse me, I thought it would push uh, Tony Allen back to the bench, but it turns out he started and Jeff Green returned to the bench. Which they might decide to change that after the fact that, you know, they got their butts whooped by the Cavaliers. Um, This game was over early, and so nobody on Memphis really played a lot of minutes. I feel like we should have clarified the uh, the Dwayne Wade injury situation and the Hassan Whiteside situation. Uh, So Dwayne Wade potentially could return for Friday's game against the Hawks. So could Whiteside. Whiteside said he didn't want to rule himself out of that game yet. Thinks there's a potential that he could return. Whiteside has a laceration between the his middle finger and his ring finger on, I believe, his right hand. Um, Dwayne Wade fell and landed on his knee in Tuesday's game against the Bucks, which they lost at the buzzer. His status for Friday is day-to-day. We don't really know. And because it's Dwayne Wade, we definitely don't know. Um, you just wonder if the team's uh, place in the standings will affect whether or not he decides to try to tough it out. He's actually, after his big stretch there where he was scoring like 25 points a night, he's kind of dwindled and uh, re- re- regressed back to being that like 19 points scorer that, mm-hmm. that he was earlier in the season. It's kind of sad. And when you say their place in the standing, are you saying he'll rush back because they are kind of at the brink of missing the playoffs or you think they're they're solidly in that he might rest a little bit uh i mean they're two games up on boston for that eighth spot it it might depend it just might depend on whether or not indiana wins tomorrow Mm -hmm. if indiana beats milwaukee on thursday and are just a game behind miami in the eighth spot then maybe that changes things right so yeah, I'm definitely possible. So keep an eye on that. Uh, all right, on to, to Cleveland and Memphis. We talked about it a little bit already. Um, yeah, there were, as far as the Grizzlies go, nobody had it. There were really not any big games on that side of, the, of things. I, again, I think mostly because of blowout. I'm not worried. You know, Zach Radnoff only played 20 minutes, had five points and three rebounds. Gasol played 27 minutes, had 18 points and three rebounds, three steals and two blocks. So kind of filled the stat sheets in some other places, but didn't get the rebounds you probably were looking for. Uh, Conley only played 26 minutes, had 10 points, five assists. Uh, Better days ahead for the Grizzlies, though, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. This was just a bad game, and they they ran into the Eastern Conference champions of this season, so... Um, I don't. If anybody's oh. been paying attention and watching games recently, there's no way in hell Atlanta's going to beat Cleveland. Really? I get, I think I would still favor Atlanta. No way. They have. They just they're they're so lost right now because they've got nothing to play for. Like they. Yeah, they, I agree with that. They were ready for the playoffs three weeks ago. Now it's just like they're just waiting, and I think they're getting. It's possible they could up their game. But uh, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting really worried about Atlanta. Not only that, but I mean Cleveland is just my pick. That's who I picked sure. in the that's who I picked in the preseason, and it's with the way that they're playing and the fact that you you can go out and you can see some of the lines that these guys get. Like 
you got Kyrie going out and having five turnovers, Kevin Love having five turnovers, and it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they're so dominant on offense. Nobody can stop them. I don't know. I mean, the the thing that sticks in my mind was the last time Atlanta and Cleveland played and, and how well Atlanta was able to defend uh, Cleveland's offense, which is a very isolation-heavy offense, which to their credit kind of usually works pretty well in the playoffs. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I don't feel like it will be that hard for Atlanta to, to return to the level of play that they were at before, especially when you consider the fact that the first round will basically be like a warm-up series. Like they have the, the benefit of playing whatever team makes it out of the Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Detroit struggle. I really don't want Boston to make the playoffs. I get that it's cool as heck that this ragtag group of like college kids essentially. Misfits. Yeah, are... <laughs> are making a push for it, but and just look at that roster. Like I don't want a team with a roster like that to make the playoffs. Yeah. No. Atlanta could conceivably rest some of their starters during that series. Um, I actually think Atlanta has an extra gear. Like I don't think we've seen their best basketball this season. I think that they can, I think that they can take it up a notch from even where they were at. I don't, I don't just because, you know, as as efficient as Damari Carroll has been, he's still in many ways a one way player. Mm-hmm. Kyle Korver is a one way player. Jeff yeah. Teague is like a one in three one in one quarter player. Like I don't look at Jeff Teague and think, "Ooh, lockdown defender." That's a point right. guard. Yeah, I can get behind that. I the thing with Cleveland that that. I don't know. I just I can't believe that they can like compete for an NBA championship with. Kevin Love playing how he's playing. You know what I mean? Like it would seems like they would have to utilize Kevin Love to his fullest ability to be able to win a championship. I mean, you should check out I don't know how many games you've watched recently, but Mozgov's been beasting it, man. Yeah, he like, really has. He's he's just out there like he's making himself a very he's very present. Like you're you're watching the game and you're like Who's that big dude just moving around everywhere? Like he's got his hands on everybody. If you come in the paint, he lets you know that he's there, and it's it's been fun to watch. He's 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 loving playing on a team where he actually has a chance to play for something uh, at the end of the season. That's a good point. He's been in some weird and not great situations since he came to the league. He played for that Knicks team, and then he was traded to the Nuggets, who had had some good years. And large has been kind of a you got you got they just have options there too jr smith is bigger than people uh give him credit for size wise so you, you've got options there to guard players in the in the finals if, if if say say oklahoma city made it to the finals i think shumpert and jr smith could do a not completely horrible job guarding somebody like Russell Westbrook. You got Sean Marion there who can come in and guard any and all positions off the bench. You got Mike Mike Miller there who can come in and not have played all season and hit the game winning shot in the finals. Uh, James Jones is there. I just and then they're, they're starting lineup, dude. I'm sorry, but J.R. Smith is so good, and people don't like the talent of J.R. Smith is so good. Kyrie Irving is. LeBron James, Kevin Love, Timothy Mozgov. Like, Kevin Love's production, I don't care about that. What he means out there on the court as far as spreading the floor and things like that, it just it it opens up everything for the for the driving lanes for LeBron and Kyrie. Everything. 
No, that's true. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, talking to you when the Eastern Conference playoffs roll around. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know I get pretty uh, vociferous about my opinions. Well, I think it's a fair opinion. I and and clearly, I think that's the uh, popular opinion right now. I think most people are are thinking the the Cavs are going to make the finals. Did you say you said the other night though that you think Golden State would beat Cleveland in the in the finals? Yeah, right? I think so. I mean, I think everyone talks about the Western Conference and how low it is and how how hard it's going to be to get out of the Western Conference. And I think we're just not giving Golden State enough credit. Historically good. And I'm I'm not sure anybody is going to be able to beat them in either conference. I, th- I Strangely enough, I think whether or not Golden State can win it all hinges more on the health of Andrew Bogut than anybody else. That's a good point. That's a good point. They're, they're a different team without Bogut. And like if they had to match up against Memphis without Bogut, that could be a, really a disaster. Um. And San Antonio is scary. Like I think San Antonio could give him a run, but I'm not sure anybody else in the West is is competing with Golden State, and I don't think anybody in the East is either. You know, Memphis. After watching the way that Oklahoma City kind of just toyed with Memphis last year in the playoffs, in that they just wouldn't guard Tony Allen and stuff like that out at the three point line. Mm-hmm. That that's why stuff like tonight won't work. You can't use Tony Allen and Courtney Lee. You have to right. choose. That's why they got Jeff Green. But I think they're making the wrong choice with Courtney Lee. I would rather have Jeff Green in there with Tony Allen. Yeah. I'm just not a Courtney Lee believer, though. Right. So, anyways, not much not much you, fantasy-wise to take yeah, from, sorry. from these games. Sorry. Yeah, I'll wrap that up. Uh, but are you not on board with Golden State? Oh, dude, they're I, – the Golden State was my pick to win it all this year. So good job, man. Yeah. Golden, so you picked Golden State, Cleveland. Yeah, that's like on a radio show that was recorded. Like I picked Golden State and Cleveland. And then you picked Golden and, State. And I said, and I said Atlanta was my dark, dark horse. Way to go, man! This you're gonna me. you're gonna cash in big in Vegas. It sounds like. Yeah, if I had money that I had spent <laughs> on making bets. Ugh. Next year. All right. Uh, back I, to I was actually uh, enjoying the silence. <laughs> that was like a solid six-second silence. At least it felt like it. I'm doodling on a mouse pad, by the way, just so you're aware of what I'm doing at really? the moment. Yeah. What are you drawing? Um, different spiritual symbols to try to empower myself. No, um, <laughs> I was literally just doodling like triangles and circles. Good. Lakers and Minnesota Timberwolves actually went to overtime. Um, much as excited everybody there, I'm sure. Uh, Kevin Martin was available to return from this game. We know he sat out in Utah with, with some hamstring soreness, which was kind of a pain right before the game started. Uh, even though he was available, he did not play in this game, kind of similar to that Utah game. Uh, any thoughts here, Kyle? Anthony Bennett was out. Garnett was out. Ricky Rubio was out. Kevin Martin was out. Gary Neal was out. Pekovic was out. Um, the Timberwolves started the same starting five with Lorenzo Brown in there next to Zach Levine. Levine had a good game, 18 points, six rebounds, five assists. Look, Rubio's probably not playing much, if at all, the rest of this way. Kevin Martin is sat down for the second straight game with the coach's decision. I just don't know if we want to own any of these veterans. So feel free to dump them. Um, yeah. Pretty much all of them. 
I'm not picking up Lorenzo Brown anywhere. I don't care about him. Um, Gorgie Jang is just more frustrating than anything in some respects. Wiggins has been doing okay the last couple games. Adrian Payne's not worth owning in standard leagues. He's just not putting it all together the way you want. If you want to own Chase Buttinger, he's been legit recently, averaging about 15 points. He's grabbing rebounds. He's hitting three-pointers. He's giving you 1.4 steals a game over the last five. Chase Buttinger's, this is hard to even say, is definitely worth owning. Um, Justin Hamilton returned to action, played nine minutes off the bench. Hamilton's somebody to keep an eye on the next couple games going into next week's uh, situation. I mean, that's the whole Timberwolves side. Sorry. When you asked for my perspective, I just wanted to rail through the injuries. Yeah, please. Um, I'm glad you did. Um, on Los Angeles' side, Jeremy Lin played 29 minutes. He had 19 points, five assists, three rebounds, uh, and had he, he made one three-pointer. I've actually added Jeremy Lin in, in several leagues. I think he's a pretty interesting play now that he's moved back into the starting lineup. If you're looking for some points and assists and three pointers and stills off the, off the waiver wire. He's probably one of the best options. Yeah. Um, Jordan Clarkson coming off the career high 30 points. He scored on Tuesday, put up another 20 points to go with five rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. Clarkson is already owned in a lot of the competitive leagues already. Um, but Jeremy Lynn was available out there. So hopefully everybody's adding Jeremy Lynn. If if Jeremy Clark, Jordan Clarkson is available anywhere, uh, Jordan Clarkson needs to be owned in virtually every single league right now with the production he's putting up. Would um, you rather have Clarkson or Lynn? Clarkson, based on the last two games. Yeah. And it just seems like Clarkson, Clarkson's got is going to get pushed into playing more minutes forcefully. Um, so I think it's hilarious that Los Angeles keeps winning games. They are They are sitting Carlos Boozer and sitting Jordan Hill right now. And, you know, the mainstream media wants to look around and says, oh, they're tanking, they're tanking. Uh. Well, yeah, of course they're tanking, but that's not, that's not really the right word to describe what's happening here. They're developing their youth, okay? Stop talking about tanking. It's stupid. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that Wayne Ellington took 19 field goal attempts. He only made three of them, but he did take 19. That was a team high. Um, Ryan Kelly has scored decently well the last two games, 11 points, eight rebounds, took eight three-point shots, only made one of them. Uh, I I was kind of hoping Ed Davis would get more time in this new rotation without Boozer and Hill, but he only played 22 minutes. He had a pretty nice game anyway. He had 14 points, nine rebounds, and a still shot seven of nine from the field. He's pretty much nine points, nine rebounds, and two blocks right now, no matter how many minutes he plays. So yeah, that's a good point. If you're playing in deeper leagues, Ed Davis is legit. Um, and and if you, I mean, he's probably as good of a chance of anybody on your waiver wire to go in and shoot six of eight or or seven of nine. So if you're competing and trying to get field goal percentage in a week, he, he's an interesting play. I think, like to put him in for one game on Sunday or something to to boost your field goal percentage. Yeah, and if you didn't listen to the last couple of days shows where we talked about it, Carlos Boozer and Jordan Hill, they're out for like the next four to five games, including these last two games they've sat out. Um, this is just them getting rested. It's coach's decision, and that's just the way it's going to be. They're, they're available on the bench, but you won't see them go in unless it's an emergency. You're dropping those two, right? Oh, yeah. Even oh, if you have a stash oh, spot. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans game. Kyle, 
before the game we heard about we've kind of heard about this for a couple of days and you may have talked about it yesterday even patrick beverly has a torn ligament in his wrist the news today is that he'll miss at least seven to ten, 10 days as they discuss treatment options uh, surgery is still an option so as far as his fantasy value it's probably probably none just a question of whether he is able to return for the end of the season in the playoffs or not yeah, Jason Terry started in his place. Terry was just 0 for 3 from the field, finished with 2 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. He played 27 minutes, though. In the six games prior that Jason Terry was a starter for the Houston Rockets, he had been averaging north of 35 minutes per game. So there was a reason enough to think that Terry was going to be a decent add. He, was, he had the best plus-minus on the team with the plus 11 in this game, but he just didn't do much for fantasy purposes. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. And Corey Brewer, I mean, I, I thought maybe he would benefit from from Beverly being out. He played 27 minutes as well. It's a good sign. He only scored two points on one of a seven shooting, two rebounds, two assists, one still, zero blocks. Okay, Hopefully it, better days ahead for both of those guys. I was watching a little bit of this game, and the box score confirms it. But, like, so uh, Anthony Davis was guarding Donatus Matajunas most of the time that I was watching the game. And they kept feeding the ball into the post to Donatus Matajunas matched up against Anthony Davis. If you're constructing a game plan, now I understand the idea of, okay, we're going to go at their their best guy because we want to get him into foul trouble. But Anthony Davis isn't the kind of guy who gets into foul trouble. He also isn't the kind of guy that's going to get ticky-tack fouls called on him for the most part, although I do remember one earlier tonight that was kind of like, come on, they're just wrestling in the paint, let it go. Um Anyways, that was probably his only foul. He only had one foul tonight. Montejunas took 16 field goal attempts. He was 10 of 16. He played really well against Anthony Davis. Um, there was one left-handed hook shot that Montejunas took that I was just like, how did you not beat the crap out of that shot, Anthony Davis? But apparently Montejunas must have dipped his shoulder on the left and then went the other way and did the mm. did the stanky leg. Anyway, so are you? I mean, what's your point? Is do you think Anthony Davis isn't the defender that some people think he is? No, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just, I just thought it was weird that uh, mm-hmm. when when you're looking at the game and you're saying, okay, how are, how are the how are the Rockets going to score tonight on a night right. that they're getting Dwight Howard back in their lineup? Um, on a night where you've got Quincy Pondexter on the other team and Eric Gordon, and I just. And even Tyreek Evans isn't known as a good defender, you know. Like I just, I wouldn't have thought that one of the best scorers on the team for the night was going to be Donatus Montejunas. Yeah, it's a good point. Although, you know, sometimes the best uh, this maybe is revisionist history, I guess. But sometimes the best way to to deal with somebody like Davis is, is maybe to make him play post defense. If he's if he has the ability yeah. to roam around and do some things, he can be a lot more disruptive to the flow of the offense than if he has to just hold his ground against somebody in the post. No, that's a good point. Uh, I, I would have never expected Montanunas to, to do that either, but that may have been what Kevin McHale was doing. Yep. Uh, in good news, White Howard returned. Yep. He, he he was expected to play only 16 minutes, and he did play 16 minutes. He had 4.7 rebounds, two steals, and a block. He shot two of three from the field. He didn't have to shoot any free throws. Um, we've heard about the minutes restriction. We've heard about the no back-to-backs, but it is good to see him back finally. I'm not sure that you'll be able to deploy him much if you've been stashing him, which is kind of too bad. 
What's, what's your take on it? I don't want to own him right now. Not, not based on what we know. The fact that yeah. he's going to sit out back to one game of a back-to-back, the fact that he's going to be limited. Uh, we don't know how long his minutes are going to be limited. They're not going to want to push the envelope here at this point in time. They're, they're, still, you know, they, they're still winning games. They're in a healthy spot in the playoffs. There's no reason to rush Dwight Howard. You want to build him up so that he's, he's good to be used and utilized uh, as many minutes as possible in the playoffs. Yeah, good point. Uh, we also heard about Ryan Anderson, who hopes to return to action in about a week. He's been out for several weeks with a knee injury. Um, so I, I guess look for Anderson. If you've been holding on to him, he may return next week. Uh, Omar Ashik with a calf injury did return to this game. He played 26 minutes. Sorry, I, I should specify he'd been out for a, few, a game or two. Uh, but he did he did play and start in this game. He played 26 minutes. He had six points, six rebounds, two assists, one still. Yep, and Tyree Gevins also returned to action after missing their last game with a sprained ankle. He put up 28 points, two rebounds, seven assists, two steals, four three-pointers. If uh, played 38 minutes. If you left him in your weekly lineup, congratulations. Do you know anybody who did that, Kyle? I accidentally did, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely thought I put Boyan Bogdanovich or somebody else in there in place of him. And then when I went and checked it earlier this week, I was like, oh, dang it. <laughs> now tonight I'm like, oh, yeah. It'll be great if that's the reason that you win your matchup. It will be great. Uh, all right. Moving on to Philadelphia and Denver. Yusuf Nurkic was slated to come off the bench in this game. I'm just checking to see if he actually got in. He did seven minutes. Looks like he did play seven minutes. He had two points, three rebounds. Um, I was kind of hopeful after he played 25 minutes in his past game that he was on the, the upswing, but Randy, it's like, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily a setback, but just uh, continuing to slowly come back from his injury. I haven't read anything that says it's a setback. Um, right. But Randy Foy sat out the last game to get rest. Randy Foy was back. So Melvin Hunt's been falling in love with this uh, smaller lineup that's got Fareed at center. So that's what they did. They did Fareed, Wilson Chandler, Gallinari, uh, Foy, and Ty Lawson. So that is what it is. Yeah, J.J. Hickson played 21 minutes. Certainly could see those minutes going to Nurkic in a different scenario. So too bad that it didn't. Daryl Arthur with a calf injury sat out for this game. Uh, He played only six minutes on Sunday in Orlando, and this is something he's been dealing with for a while. The Philadelphia side, sorry, did you have something you wanted to add there? Uh, Gallinari had a, I think, was it career high, 40 points in his last game? Only had eight points tonight, so played 31 minutes, though. Wilson Chandler had the best best game out of any of the Nuggets. 16 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, four three-pointers. Ty Lawson, 19 points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals. I, I kind of feel bad for anybody who had Ty Lawson because he got off to such a good start this season, and then he's just... There was a point, I mean, pretty well through halfway through the season or so that he was leading the league in assists. Not so anymore. No, it's too bad. Uh, on the Philadelphia side of this, they had a... I'll just tell you who they started. They started Jeremy Grant, Nerlens Noel, Ish Smith, Jason Richardson, and Jakar Sampson. Uh, Luke Richard Muamute missed the game with a shoulder injury. Um, I'm trying to see if anybody else missed. Robert Covington went back to the bench. He ended up playing eight, 28 minutes, though, and had his best game in a long time. He scored 25 points with 17 from the field. He made six three-pointers. 
had six rebounds, two assists, and one block. Or excuse me, two steals and one block, zero assists. I don't know what to tell people about this. Jason Richardson <laughs> sat out the last game for rest because it one of the it was a second game of a back to back. Now you got Jason Richardson back in the action, back in the starting lineup. Jeremy Grant moved into the the starting lineup, playing next to Noel in the front court. And Grant had an. In, this is what's interesting about Grant is every once in a while he goes out and he has a big blocks game, and he had five blocks yeah. tonight in 32 minutes. So he got six points, four rebounds, three assists, five blocks out of Grant. Uh, one three pointer. He hits. He hits. He's been hitting his three pointers at a good clip this season, especially considering he wasn't really considered a three point shooter when he played at Syracuse, according to what I think I remember. Um, Nerlens <laughs> Noel was Nerlens Noel. 14 points, 15 rebounds. He was awesome. I know, but he's awesome every so- night. He is awesome. Four steals and four blocks. He's just so good. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. That guy's awesome. And he's developing so much on offense, too. His touch is really coming around. It's it's kind of getting scary, actually. He'll never it's, be he'll never be Anthony Davis on offense, but no. he's not gonna be Ben Wallace either. No, that's a good comparison. It's it's too bad, like, looking back at the draft day trade, it's too bad that he doesn't get to play with Anthony Davis. Like, I remember when they when uh, the Pelicans picked Noel, and I was like, this is going to be crazy with Davis and Noel in the same front court. But then, obviously, they flipped him for Holiday. Dude, you go back and you look at that draft, and it's like you look at all the jerkwads that were taken ahead of Nerland's Noel. And Anthony Bennett, um... Auto Oladipo went second. Yeah, Oladipo's which was fine. The, yeah, Oladipo fine. Um, however, Auto Porter. However, the Magic were like looking for a defensive center. That's what everybody was talking about. Or they, they was yeah, like, I mean, it, I don't know. You can. I don't it, think Oladipo. I mean, it's a fine pick, but I don't think he's definitely more valuable than Noel is. Like if if the, oh, no. if they were on a call right now, I'm not sure they wouldn't trade. Oladipo for Noel. No, Noel is by far the best player. Well, no, okay, you can't say that because Giannis. Well, you can't say that because of Gobert either. Oh man, number or a pick in that draft, but Noel is the most frustrating one out of all those because nobody was like, nobody was <laughs> yeah. screaming for Giannis. Nobody was screaming for for Gobert as being like you know can't miss. Stuff, but Noel was supposed to be the first overall pick for for the most part. Then he Can you imagine if the Bobcats had him instead of Zeller? Oh, thank you for bringing him up. That was the other jerk I was going to mention. And then who and went? Then who, Alex Len went fifth. All of those look like horrible. Can you imagine if Noel was on picks. Phoenix? He's just. I think the Bobcats is actually the best pick. Like if you could put him next to uh, Jefferson, that's a perfect combination. I wouldn't want to curse him with being on the Hornets. Oh, I'm sorry, but that, that dude, just, just like you, they wasted a, okay, this isn't a waste, but like they spent a number two pick on Bruce Bowen who can't, a Bruce Bowen, a Bruce Bowen that can't shoot. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm with you now. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yeah, I'm with you. They spent a number two pick on Shane Battier and I, well, Shane Battier was a number two pick, wasn't he? Actually, I think he was six or eight, but like, do you get what I'm saying? Like they went out and they spent a big pick on somebody who they looked to be like, to try to be as good as Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard's twice the player that MKG is probably better on defense than MKG is. 
and obviously light years beyond him on offense. And and Kawhi Leonard was acquired for Kawhi Leonard was the fifteenth pick in the draft. He was acquired for George Hill. I don't know, man. I just Bismack Biombo, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, um, an undersized point guard in Kemba Walker, like they just seem completely detached. Cody Zeller. Exactly. Noah Vonley. Like they they seem completely detached from what it means to be to be successful in the NBA in today's game. I yeah. and and the one way a team like that has to build in a in a small um you know what what's it called a small market you have to build through the draft you're not if you want to bring in a guy like Al Jefferson well guess what he's a one-dimensional player who can play great <laughs> offense limited defense and and the only way you're going to get him to come to your team is if you pay him in a, a just a ridiculous amount of money which the 13 million they paid him a couple of years ago when nobody else was offering him more than like you know 11 or you know like 10 or 11 right and whatever, sorry. Um, I just, <laughs> I wouldn't want. I no, I see what you're saying. I just think he would have been like, if you think about what front court players can he play with, I think Jefferson's an interesting mix because they, it's kind of like how Ibaka and Cantor play well together. You just, you know, like if, if Ben Wallace was never on a good team, he never would have been respected the way he was. So I don't want to see Noel no. get disrespected I, because he's, because like if Noel. If Noel was on a decent team this year, he'd be winning Rookie of the Year without without any conversation. Right now, I think. I do too. I think I think people kind of like made up their mind in January who should be Rookie of the Year and have forgot to reevaluate it. Because if they did, I think Noel would have. I, the other thing is people are just never, like Noel is only averaging nine and a half points. Nobody's going to pick somebody averaging less than ten points a game over Andrew Wiggins they forget to look like he's also averaging eight points. He's also averaging two blocks. He's also almost averaging two steals a game. What I think people will do is they'll say, Oh yeah. You know, all these, all these great defensive stats for Noel, but what can he do on offense? What can he do on offense? You know, yeah. with, with Andrew Wiggins, he he's, he's doing some really nice things on offense and, and we, you know, you can tell that he's going to be a great defender in this league as well. And it's like, that's, that's, that's well and good, but like, their records aren't that different, and I don't want to hear any crap about the the Eastern Conference because look at who Wiggins got to play with on the Timberwolves for several games this year. Yeah, Noel Noel is the. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers roster and you're like, oh my God, Nerlens Noel is literally the leader of this team. He's the best player on this team. Yeah, uh, Wiggins hasn't had to lead that team the way that Noel has had to lead this team. I agree. I would, I, I mean, they didn't give me here for some reason, but if I had a vote, I would vote for Noel. Cool. How about you, Noel? That's my guy, man. He gets the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast Rookie of the Year vote. Yep. That would be uh, cool if they would give, like, give the organization one, like, give, that would, that would be cool. It won't happen. That would be cool. No. Uh, Robert Covington, though, Kyle, like uh, I know a lot of people have dropped him. Do you think this performance makes you recommend picking him back up? Nope. Nope. It's you just don't know what's going to happen from night to night. Yep. You don't at all. Um, One I'm glad more to see of these would playing. make me pretty interested, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
But just look at all the wing players. I mean, you didn't yep. have Mbamute playing this game. And I think that's the that's the big storyline here with Covington, don't you think? Yeah, because that means the 32 minutes Jeremy Grant got in the starting lineup, that would have actually been closer to 22 minutes that he would have been playing off the bench, which would have eaten into some of the minutes Covington was going to get. You know, if they if they've got several players sitting out on a given night, I just don't know why the hell Jakar Sampson keeps starting. <laughs> it didn't work out too well for him. He only played 16 minutes, had six points, six rebounds, two assists. I'm not sure either. Okay, I'll, okay. Uh, of the five starting uh, players on the Philadelphia 76ers team, four of them finished with a plus-minus of greater than 15 points. <laughs> so Jason Richardson plus 15. Ish Smith plus 21, Nerlens Noel plus 22, Jeremy Grant plus 24, Jakar Sampson, the only other starter, negative 16. Negative 20. Oh, I need to refresh. That's insane. Negative 20 in 16 minutes. That's tough to do when you're on the starting lineup and the rest of the starters are plus 20. Just terrible. Did we mention that Philadelphia kind of kicked around Denver? I don't think we mentioned that. They won 99 to 85. They they won the fourth quarter by 18 points. It looks like Dwayne Casey left uh, Jonas Valanciunas out of the fourth quarter for Denver, too. <laughs> they scored just nine points in the fourth quarter. That is god-awful. If you, if you were a fan, I think I would have stayed just to scream and yell. <laughs> just still, like, like, I would have moved closer to the bench, and I just would have been screaming at J.J. Hickson. <laughs> And Jameer Nelson, who was a negative twenty-three. God, why do you why did why why do you exist in the NBA, Jameer Nelson? Sorry. Anyways, we should probably move on to stuff that's not yep. just me hating. You've had you're you're usually such an optimistic guy. You you've been a uh, you've had some people on your list tonight though that I'm you've really, been unhappy with. I wasn't I wasn't joking at the start. I'm really I'm really tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Portland and Utah. Look at Portland. This game actually just wrapped up for us. Portland won 92 to 89. So close game. Gordon Hayward did not play in this game. So impressive that Utah was able to, to put up that sort of an effort without Gordon Hayward there. Rodney Hood also did not play with the, play in this game uh, with his illness uh, in there in the, in place of those two, it looks like Trey Burke and Elijah Millsap stepped into the starting lineup. So jazz went with the two point guard set. Trey Burke had a much better game this game. He scored 22 points, a 9 of 19 shooting, had four rebounds, three assists, and two steals. They really needed to get some scoring into the offense, yep. into the starting lineup with with both Rodney Hood and uh, Gordon Hayward sitting out. I was surprised they put Trey Burke in there, um, or, or rather, I'm sorry, I was surprised they put Millsap in there, Elijah Millsap, instead of Joe Ingles. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. Ingles ended up playing plenty of minutes. He he played 30 minutes, had 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Maybe they needed some firepower off the bench, and so they left Ingles there. I don't know. Holy uh, shit, I'm winning a whole bunch of money on DraftKings. I mean, I'm t- uh, on somewhere else tonight. <laughs> Are you not supposed to say DraftKings? Oh, uh, I did say DraftKings, I, I get so what it's you fine. Said, yeah. I'm winning a bunch of money on... Uh, hey, Honestly. Hala, who wants to go get steak sandwiches? <laughs> Who did you play? Who was the, who's your catalyst? Zach Levine, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Johnson. I hate you. Um, Jimmy Butler, Joe Ingles, Kawhi Leonard, Derek Favors, Nerlens Noel. So it was really my front court, Derek Favors, Nerlens Noel, Noel, and Brooke Lopez. Oh, there you go. 
Yep, I did it. Ooh. All right. Uh, go ahead. I just hope I I'm gonna be able to pay some bills. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle can eat tonight. <laughs> Make that two burritos tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can go through the drive-through and get both burritos tonight. Um. All right. On the Portland side, Nicholas Batum. LaMarcus Aldridge kind of both were were game time decisions of a sort. LaMarcus Aldridge ended up playing. He played 36 minutes. He had 19 points, nine rebounds, shot seven and 19 from the field, had a block. Uh, Nicholas Batum was not so fortunate with his back injury. He did ended up did not playing in this game. Um, no, I have says that Alan Crabb got the start. Uh, is that true? Yes, he did. He played 30 minutes. He had eight points, five rebounds, one block. He shot three of six from the field. He made two three-pointers. You're not doing anything with Alan Crabb. Uh, Praise Jeebus that LaMarcus Aldridge is back because that was kind of scary for for fantasy playoffs purposes. Aaron Aflalo just flat out is terrible. Um, He had this, like, golden platter or silver platter. Everything just set out before him to, to do awesome, and he's terrible. Uh, Lillard had that great line, so raise the roof for Lillard. We've we've kind of been, he's kind of been underwhelming the last month or two. I agree. Um, yeah, you're right. He did have a nice line tonight. He had 23 points. He made 10 of 10 from the line. He had eight point or eight rebounds, 12 assists, and a steal. You're right, though. He hasn't put up like prolific numbers. I guess the one good thing, though, if you have him in your lineup, is he plays it game. Oh yeah, he will like, not sit out. You don't have to worry. He's never sat a game in his career. And when you're when you're talking about players missing games because of injuries or or rest, you you almost kind of. I mean, you have to worry about that to a certain extent with every player. But Lillard has the least amount of risk of missing a game of a major star in the league. We should for, for the end of the uh, season, we should do like an Iron Man list of guys who like are just the most reliable players. You know, Monte Ellis, Damian Lillard. Russell Westbrook, when he's not getting forced out of the lineup due to, like, you know. <laughs> Dents in his head. Yeah, so. And and Wes Matthews. Like he missed, one out for that guy. Russell Westbrook oh. missed one game with a dent, a, like you said, a dent in his head. That's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, speaking of the Thunder, like my segue. It was nice. They did not have a good night tonight. Uh, the last score, I just updated it again. The score I saw was Spurs 130, Thunder 91 with 15 seconds to go. So basically lost by 30, or excuse me, almost 40. Uh, as a result, Russell Westbrook and pretty much everybody else on the team didn't play extended minutes. Uh, he only had 16 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals in 26 minutes. Certainly a, a pretty good line for almost anybody else, but kind of subpar for Westbrook. Cantor was still able to, to manage a double-double in 22 minutes. He had points and 10 rebounds, so hard to, hard to stop Cantor even in big minutes, Kyle. Yeah, no, that's that was great to see. the You see the 16 points and 10 rebounds, and you're actually a little bit disappointed because Cantor's been so amazing lately, pretty much putting up like 25 and 12 every night. Yeah. Um, but he did this in just 22 minutes, so it makes you feel that much better about it. Yeah, no, wonderful. Even Dion Waiters, 14 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, two three-pointers in just 22 minutes. Um, makes you feel good about his production going forward more than anything. 
Yeah, and uh, the Spurs continue to look like the team that should terrify the Warriors in the Western Conference. Um, minutes same way kind of got spread around. They they ended up getting 15 players into the game. Nobody played more than Tim Duncan's 27 minutes. He had 16 points, six rebounds, and a block. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot to to report. They they spread around the minutes a lot. Kawhi Leonard had a pretty decent game. He had 14 points, five rebounds, five assists. Made a three-pointer. I'm loving my Boris Diaw stream in the uh, ESPN Podcast League. He's got yeah. he had 19 points and six rebounds with one assist. And Boris Diaw could be kind of one of those sneaky plays, much in the way that Dennis Schroeder is supposed to be kind of a sneaky play. In that, as the Spurs kind of wind down and they more more and more solidify their spot in the playoffs, you could see guys like Boris Diaw start to pick up extra minutes off the bench. Agreed. Uh, last game of the night, Sacramento and Phoenix. Let's see. Brandon Knight was or throughout the day that he would return during shoot around. He made it all the way through. They said he expected to return, but he tested the ankle pregame and he ended up being ruled out for this game. So it appears that his return is close, but it just wasn't the right night for it. Um, this game is, is not over. And so I'm not sure it's, it's worth looking at the box score here unless you see something, but uh, other notes we had from this game is Mark Thornton with the toe injury also did not play. He's missed four straight games. I'm going to win like Anything? 750 bucks. Really? I'm so pumped. It, it, my username's Kyle McEwen 16. So I mean, it's obvious. Um, I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, did, you, I mean, you put, you put, if you had Joe Johnson in your lineup and Kawhi Leonard didn't have much of a game, is it just because Brooke Lopez and, and Noel went crazy? So like, I'm not, I'm not a man of like, you know, considerable means. So generally okay. when I go and I play daily games, I'm throwing in like two bucks. Right. And I just want to create a bunch of lineups and I'll create like seriously, you know, five to 10 lineups because I want to see how it's all going to play out. I want to find that perfect lineup that, that I'm going to strike gold with. However, the, my best games the last couple of days, I started, I, um, I, I think I won decently one night with all my random lineups and I had like 40 bucks in my account and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw down 25 on one of these games. And the thing is when you're playing in these higher cost games on the different sites, there's less people in them. And honestly, it's usually people who aren't as good. Right. Because. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause people that are betting the $2 are spending like two hours setting their lineup. Right. Because they, they like you care. This is, this is, this might come off weird or wrong, but I think it's a decently, um, uh, like no, psychological application like people who don't have money are going to care a lot more about the lineups they're setting but yep. people who have the money to afford throwing out a $25 ticket into a contest they're not they're just not as good and they also because they can afford it they don't care as much yep so Agreed. so yeah i've actually been winning with these like $25 entries much more frequently and i've only done it twice um, so what kind of a contest did you play? Just like one of those, you know, big ones with like, you know, like a thousand a, people in it or whatever. Cool, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm in third spot right now. If, if Kyle retires tomorrow, you'll all know why. Yeah, the, the, the guy that's closest to me um, who still has players playing, he's got P.J. Tucker going. He would need him to score like nine points to, to get to me in the final quarter. So are you in first? I'm in third. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sorry, I, I've I've never won this. I apologize. For, I'm not like trying to brag. I'm like legitimately excited. Okay, 
No, man, we're all excited for you. Everyone that's listening is excited too. Thanks. Retroactively. Uh, and we and don't have you know DraftKings cra- Minute to talk about. So you know this, is, this is DraftKings Minute. Serendipitous too, dude. My favorite number is, or, or my birthday is March 16th. Okay. So guess how many points I scored tonight? Uh, 316. Correct. Way to go, man. God Way loves to me. go. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about from the Phoenix and Sacramento game? Um, no, I'm good. Um, I, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Yes, of course, there's things I want to talk about there. I just am not. Well, I mean, the game isn't the finished, and we went over the injury update, so um, I, th- I think we're good to go unless you have something that's really... Uh, you're intrigued by Alex that- Len having four blocks in 25 minutes already. Um, if you're still holding on to Brandon Wright in any leagues, please drop him. Um, Archie Goodwin's 15 points with th- three assists and two steals off the bench in 26 minutes is interesting, but as you already detailed, Mark, Brandon Knight's really close to coming back. Um, I do think that Brandon Knight is going to end up coming off the bench when he does return. I agree. Because this bigger lineup that the Suns have been running out has been playing much better than what they Although, were with with Knight. Not tonight. They are down 13 to the, the Kings with just a little bit of time left in the fourth quarter here. Yeah, that, but... That's a blow to their playoff chances. The Kings are... The Kings, because they have DeMarcus Cousins and then Rudy Gay as the number two option, they're like... They can beat anybody on a given night. It's true. You know, so, and hopefully they'll get down even more so P.J. Tucker doesn't play. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he is one of 11, so yeah. I think you, you're in good shape there. All, All right. right. I only have two other notes, uh, both from Milwaukee Bucks. Jared Dudley with a back injury is questionable for Thursday's game, and O.J. Mayo with a hamstring injury is probable for Thursday's game. He OJ Mayo did play last game. He only played a handful of minutes. Um, anyway, look for that. If you have either of those two players or other Milwaukee Bucks, it looks like Mayo will play and Dudley probably will not. Now, I kind of alluded to this earlier, Kyle, but there is only one game on Thursday night. There is no DraftKings contest solely for Thursday night's game. Uh, as a result, there's not much of a DraftKings minute for us to do, except for to just celebrate and bask in your big win. Thanks a lot. It means, you know, I just uh, I want to thank uh, my teammates for believing in me and just telling me to keep shooting. Um, Is that me? Do, do I? Uh... Yeah. You know, it's just. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate the uh, the support. And, you know, uh, through God, all things are possible. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just I think you should just let it ride. Like I think tomorrow if you win seven hundred and fifty bucks, you should play a seven hundred and fifty dollar game. No, dude, I'm making a car payment with this. <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely forgot to make my car payment last month. So this is gonna this is gonna bring me whole and I think I owe money on taxes too. So um this like this is gonna relieve so much stress from my life. Um, I'm also going to get $51 bills and just roll around on my bed naked in them. <laughs> so, um, some, g- some good things are going to come from this. Cool, man. Hell yeah. Uh, I think we're getting up against our time limit here. So unless you have other things, that wraps it up for the podcast. I did see that, um, Eric Spolstra said Wade wanted to play. So that, that's a very good indicator for Friday's games. 
Um, so I would, you know, don't make any drastic decisions with Wade. Um, he's been good, and maybe this night off will actually, you know, having having two days off in a row, maybe that'll maybe that'll help him a lot. You know, the the other thing we didn't really talk about in regard to Wade sitting out was it was the second night of a back to back. We probably should have expected this. Hmm. So you don't expect him to sit out all back to backs, though. No, no, no. But it we should have at least kind of looked at it right ahead of time and said, well, there's a good possibility. So yeah, cool. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. If you make your first deposit, please use the promo code Kyle to receive a free contest entry. Uh, my name is Mark Roberts. You can find me on Twitter. Roberts, that's Mark with a C, just like Mark Gasol. And this is Kyle McEwen. And you can find me on Twitter at RotowireKyleNBA. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Keep pulling the string, find the end The truth has to ascend before the doom of us all There is no spoon, only you've been The matrix is deception, tastes like chemical weapons Who can live through a disaster only to be given contraceptives Degraded projects, cut it into sections No correct answers, more incorrect questions Where are you taking me but in the wrong direction? AIDS, abortion, sexual affections Common misconceptions, drug-free school zones Explain all the aggression, mislabeling oppression Sandy Hook, healthcare, don't look at Tower 7 You can get Arrested and sequestered for second guessing How this building going in 60 seconds level Terrorists are now foreign and domestic All devils, Eisenhower warned us It's pathetic, we let the suits have the power Crooks are out to get you, less you bow or be devoured Like a coward Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild See the time, the crooks all in suits Clubs, spades, and hearts The crooks all in suits Clubs, spades, and hearts Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild See the time, the crooks all in suits Club spades of hearts, the crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. Texas citizens to death, skulls line the eagle's crest. Pulling me up and out of my rest to pay imagined debt. Have the little girls scared thinking currency is sex. Oppressed to the point they see the cuffs as fly bracelets. Face it. We stuck up in the matrix and all that we imagine's real. Let's take it back to basics. Put yourself in ill kicks, leaning back in spaceships. Twisted like the cushions round and burning up the pages. Flyer than the paper bearing names as rocking stages. Higher than the height achieved by stepping on our faces. Pious for the cases, crack to elevate our being. Dire is the future for the wasteful and misleading. Spires placed in fertile dirt remind us of our bleeding. Liars seek distractions that will keep us calm and sleeping. Achieving stable leadership, not paid off by our lobbyists. Turning tricks in Oval Offices. Better get off the dick. Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies. Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild, see the time. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies. Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild, see the time. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. Can't forget about those diamonds, we're dying just to bling. Why you think we rhyming? We entertain Crooked beings for white men on color paper to purchase material things. They all in clubs, it seems. Going corporate is their dream. By any dirty means, cut corners, hearts, and spleens. If you ain't on their team or all about that green, then you're a goner. Kennedy, Lincoln, Exa, King, or Alex, order. This is a deathly new world order. They poisoned everything and want to charge it for your water. They didn't come to barter. Why bother? Count up all these sleep sheep, lead them to the slaughter. Sacrifice you on the altar, bring out the Mayan sun. If we don't 
don't alter where we're going, planning the is done. If you don't give a damn, then you also burn a bridge. If you don't feed and teach a mother, you also kill the kids. How are you a man? Don't know what the definition is. There's more to life than greed when we're dying just to live. Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies. Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild, see the time. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. Corporations, politics behind the truth, more lies. Roosevelt, Rockefeller, Rothschild, see the time. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. The crooks all in suits. Club spades of hearts. They're gonna kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.